Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds, episode 260. It's a lot of episodes. It is. That's, how many is that? That's, and we're not even counting them all. I mean, if you add spoiler apps and special ones, we're, we're really, that's, yeah, that's a lot. We're mm-hmm. over, are we close to We're 300? over 600, yeah. If you <laughs> add them all up and counted them twice. Yeah, incorrectly. <laughs> if your math sucks, then yeah, we're at a thousand. We yeah. need to start making yeah. numbers up. Yeah, we've made uh, a million episodes. Sure. Welcome to episode a million, guys. <laughs> this is a big, big year for us. We've been doing this for 70 years. Um, so uh we got a lot to talk about today we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about predestination but guess what we're gonna do a spoiler app on predestination yes, it has to happen and uh, uh we're gonna be doing that uh tomorrow and uh cinderella we're gonna talk about uh a movie we haven't talked about yet tank girl tank girl we're the laurie petty that. classic we mm-hmm. just have decided we really needed <laughs> we, we just decided this is a film we need to talk about um so and uh, some uh a real odd assortment of films coming out this week too we're going to be talking about insurgent the gunman and kumiko the treasure hunter yeah divergent insurgent yes the urgency mm-hmm. um, <laughs> nobody caught that nobody caught the movies called divergent insurgent nobody anywhere at any level of this film went hey maybe it's too many names that sound alike electric insurgeru Insurg- just like it makes divergent insurgent like it sounds like a joke yeah you know, oh, like, it is. I saw the first one. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like when you can't, re- like you you can't remember the name of something, and you're like, what are those divergent insurgent films, or yeah, what are the, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, no, that's not the name. Divergent or, colon. We want Hunger Games money. Yeah, that would make more sense yeah. than calling mm-hmm. it divergent insurgent. It's mm-hmm. not called the hung- Hunger Munger Games. Yeah, <laughs> Hunger Munger. <laughs> but a spinoff could be Hunger Games Flames yeah. <laughs> Munger. Part three. Part three. <laughs> Divergent Insurgent. Yeah. So we'll be getting into that as well. Jesus. Um, um, all right. So we got some good stuff. So I want to thank everybody. Uh, I did um, a, another weekend of these Comics on Duty tours uh, through the beautiful North Dakota um, in Grand Forks Air Force Base. Did you get some snow? Uh, no, it was in the fifties there and people were running around in bikinis. They were losing their shit in North Dakota. <laughs> uh, and then we did the Minot uh air force base in minot as well and i was on the road with uh gary brightwell uh danny Viapondo, and paulo gata uh, paulo i've never worked with before um it was a it was a it was a fun and so anybody who came out to those shows on those bases was was it was a lot of fun and thank you to everybody they showed us around uh at grand forks we saw a drone um mm-hmm. we're not allowed to call it that it's called an un Whatever the military won't call it drones, they got to call it unaccompanied minor or whatever. Unaccompanied uh, yeah, minor is yes, that what it is? Yes. It's, it's, they're calling them children. Yeah, it's, that, it's, yes. <laughs> bomb children. Bomb that children. <laughs> um, they took us to the fire department, which is cool. I got to ride in a fire truck and in an Air Force fire truck, and then they did that thing where they had those dogs, uh, trained. Uh, security dog so they put a guy in one of those big foam suits and Mm -hmm. told him run and then this dog jumps on him Mm -hmm. uh, which was awesome learned some great stuff about dogs i didn't know this dogs are incapable of love they only know how to bond so when you think oh my dog loves me no he's he or she is just bonding with you because dogs bond they're pack animals so it's a survival instinct to bond with the strongest person so person- what you're saying is dog owners are incapable of love. <laughs> yeah, they're weirdos. <laughs> um, oh, I just triggered 5,000 emails. Uh, um, so, so I didn't, I didn't know he goes, yeah, they're incapable of love. He goes, so like if you... Uh, and, and Paul... Now, and- it's funny that the military guys that are training them to attack are saying that. That they're incapable of love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Now you sound like a wingnut dog owner. Um, th- th- I think this is things called science, yeah. uh, Christopher. Um, because they're, they, all, they are... Pa- is love science? Is love science. Because um, here's the thing, and he's like, if you stopped feeding your dog and mm-hmm. someone else did, the dog is going to go to that person. Um and they're not going to... Well, I know for sure a cat would do that. That's so give a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, that was fascinating. And he was saying all of their... 
he also said that uh, it's imp- you know the can't train an old dog new tricks. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Mm-hmm. He goes, you can because he was talking about dogs that have been to like Iraq and have you know they're like if a traumatic event he, he this indoor field we were on. He goes if a, if a traumatic event happened in this area, a dog would would just sense memory of be afraid to come back to this area, but you could then train it through high rewards and stuff that it would get past it and could be okay with that. So I guess what you're saying is that Turner and Hooch was bullshit. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turner and Hooch was hard science. Um, so great. I'm glad everything I said meant nothing to you, Chris, and all you did was say stupid things in response to it. So I learned a lot at these military bases. And, and I'm, and oh, about bomb babies? Bomb, bomb, bomb babies. <laughs> Bomb babies and and dogs that the military is trained not to love. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was the takeaway. That That's was the takeaway. <laughs> that was the takeaway. Um, so that that was funny because Paulo Gata and Danny Viapondo are both dog owners, and afterwards mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh man, I thought my dogs really loved me." And I was like, "Nope, you've just feed nope. them. Put on a suit and have them chase you. Yeah, they'll now come at you hard. <laughs> have your neighbors start feeding them. They won't care about you at all." Um, so thank you to everybody that that came out with that. That was a lot of fun. Um, how about we meet our guest? We should. First yeah. time guest. Yes. Um, it's a comic I've worked with several times. She actually just, the, the show I headlined last month at the Hollywood Improv, she was the MC on it. Very funny. And great that she filled in last minute for us too. Yeah, we've <laughs> had some weird last minute stuff happening um, with the guests. But ha- here she is, ladies and gentlemen, Helen Hall. Hi. How you doing? That was Thanks for having after. me. Thank no, you. that was I was drinking it all in. I was like, oh my god! I was sitting here quietly going, dogs don't love me. Oh Are my you god. a dog owner? I'm not, but, but I am mad. I just I have lassie fantasies. You know, I'm like everybody. All these little four legged pooches love me. No, no, it's just a survival. No, technique. they just think wow. you have food. Yeah, that's how they survive. <laughs> um, if they can't dominate you, then they then oh. they then they bond with the the person that is more dominant than them. Uh, that actually makes me have more respect for their intelligence and insidiousness. <laughs> <laughs> for dogs. I think there's... <laughs> their insidiousness. <laughs> Your dog is insidious. On the movie poster. They're still better than cats, though. Cats will stab you and then eat you. Yeah. Like, while looking you in the eyes. Only if it's in their best interest. <laughs> That's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if killing you isn't going to further yeah. their game. Yeah, it's other than, I feel you know, like they're, every they're, cat is just plotting everyone's death just silently in the yeah. corner. Like, I'm, I'm plotting your death. The only thing death. stopping that happening is who's going to feed me. Right. That's, <laughs> I would sleep on your face, um, but you, I'm you not going to You know how to work the can opener. And I don't. If they knew how to work, don't ever let your cat learn how to use a can opener. No, yeah, then you're it's done. over. Then mm-hmm. you're dead. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. You're no longer needed. <laughs> The meat cleaver is suddenly missing. Yeah. You're like, where's the meat cleaver? Ah! Ow! I knew it! Meow, 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 meow! So, Helen, uh, you you are, I think the first time I met you, you were still in New York? Yeah, yeah. I was doing stand-up in New York. I was there for seven years before I moved to LA. Are you from New York? I'm from New York. Okay. Yeah. And did you, you, so you started doing stand up in Manhattan and I all did, that? yeah. Oh, wow. I took a class at Caroline's. Nice. <laughs> I really, seriously, that's how I started. I was like, I took a class. Stand- <laughs> hey guys, I'm taking stand up class. There's this like fun thing called stand up and they teach you how to do it, which is hilarious, you know, in retrospect. But that's, I didn't know anything about stand up. What got you started? Yeah. That's funny. I didn't have, like, my parents don't speak English, so they it's not like they were playing stand-up records in my house. Like, and I literally had no... Maybe they were, and you didn't know. That's true. <laughs> I was like, what? what's going on in there? Or... What, are you guys, what are you guys howling about in there, huh? What's so funny in there? <laughs> yeah, so I didn't know anything. I didn't know it was a job you could do that people would pay you money for. Like, right. I didn't know any of that. Sometimes, and, yeah. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while, if, if you don't mess it up. Yeah. All right, here's your eight bucks. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I took a class, and that was really like my entree to stand up. And I always feel like I'm tr- I'm playing catch up because a, a lot of comics are you know rabid comedy fans before they even start. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. And they're like, <laughs> you know that uh, you know that special that Kennison did that platter. I'm like, I know. Oh, I never saw that. And I know who's like, Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's this rich like Rick Pryor? Yeah. who is he? <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, I feel like half of half of my life is like um. Okay, so this prior character. So have you like Tell me more. gone back and like watched all these old specials or listened to them, or are you just like, eh? Um, <laughs> I are you just like a, a a cold, heartless dog or cat that's just waiting <laughs> waiting for your insidious moment this, to attack? If this is not feeding me, forget it. <laughs> Did Sam Kinison's album put food on the table? No, I don't think so. I don't care. Then I kick it. I flip the table. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Here's what I think of you, Kinnison. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of cool because you know you meet people who've been in the business for so long and they have these crazy stories. Like I just had dinner with a booker who was telling me this crazy story about um, Daryl Hammond Ooh. and uh, Billy Gardell back in the day. Mm. You know, and just when they were like little kids and they were all making like hundred dollars a piece, and I was like, ah. Oh, and they were yeah. getting to beer brawls, but bar brawls, you know, Feek, give me the money, bar owner that promised yeah. me 50 bucks. Fighting with the club owner. Yeah. I had a yeah. bunch of those stories. I almost got into a fist fight with a guy in Green Bay who was drunk. Didn't want to pay you. He didn't want to pay me. Are you serious? And he kept going, I'm going to, I could buy and sell you, fella. <gasps> he kept saying oh that. God. And it was notorious that he owned this club with his sons and they all fought and didn't like each other. And he was at a wedding drinking and didn't trust his sons. And the manager to pay me. And I was like wanting to drive back. The shows were over. And I was like, I want to drive back to Chicago tonight. It's only a three-hour drive. Like, I want to get this done. And they were like, he, we won't pay you. I'm like, well, when is he coming back? I don't know. I'm like, well, I got to get paid. So he comes back and he's all mad at me. And I was like, comes into the bar. I'm not happy with you, fella. And I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I was nice until I got the cash in my hand. Mm-hmm. And then he pays me. And I said, fuck you. I'm never working your club again. He's like, I'll buy and sell you, fella. And I said, I said, your club's going to be closed in a year. This is as we're walking out. And he's walking behind me. And I'm like, if he puts his hands on me, oh, it's I'm going to drop this old okay. clown. And then... And he just kept, oh, yeah. And he's all drunk in wisconsin and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And then uh, he kept saying, I'm going to buy and sell you, fella. And I said, your club's going to be closed in a year. And then we got down and, and they turned the comedy club into like a, a nightclub after that. And I said, as I That's walked- always, up, That always works. That always yeah. works. Um, weird. I'm still in the business and that club closed uh, 14 months later. So I was a little off. Yeah, I was off by two months. A couple months, months yeah. off. And then I said, so the whole bar could hear. I said, fuck you. Your sons hate you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I the whole bar's like- <laughs> And I got my car and drove home. Yeah. And he went and never of, looked back. Never looked back. And that was the last time I played Green Bay, which I think was in 94, 95. And I remember my brother, I told him that story. He's like, oh, watch out. Your hothead's going to get you in trouble. And I was like, man, how many times have you had to fight for your fucking paycheck? <laughs> Shut up. I didn't handle this the wrong way. This guy didn't want to pay me. Anyway. I love that he's drunk in Wisconsin Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, he's got wisconsin Because when you would perform in Wisconsin, it's still the case. But if you said, you would just go on stage and say, especially in the 90s, and just say, so I drove up from Chicago. Oh, the Bears suck. Oh, yeah. And you just be like, I'm not bringing up football. In the middle, of, I remember in the middle of my set, I wasn't talking about football or anything. Fuck Ditka. They hated Mike Ditka. And I'm like, good, man. I wanted you to know Sports about it. Sports fans are very passionate. Oh, I wanted I you whole, to know about it. I wrote a whole bit back then about these millionaire athletes don't give a shit about you and me. No, they don't. And I was like, do you, Still. I was like, do you think Brett Favre is in the huddle going, we got to win this for Steve in Manaqua? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watching it at a bar with a TV that can barely get in focus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, Manaqua is good. So let's talk about some Yes, movies. Helen, those are the stories. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. uh, I want to talk about this movie, Cinderella, the entire family. We want to see this movie. <laughs> and uh, this is the big... Roll another one of the big rollout of Disney movies where they're live actioning a lot of their animated classics, and um, you know all four of us went to see it, and then we took another um, 
little girl with us. So Bella had a friend as we were watching the movie, Ooh, and they were like, "It's on." Yeah, they were like talking and kind of giggling through the movie, and, I, and I'm thinking I'm sitting next to them going. They are distracting me. I cannot watch this movie. And then I just stop myself. I'm like, do I care if I'm watching this movie? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like American Sniper. Right. It's, uh, it's you know, it's Cinderella. You should yeah. take your kids yeah. to that. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> yeah. They won't talk through that. I can guarantee it. Uh, yeah. Um, they you look keep over this... and they're like, yeah. ah, ah, Daddy. Yeah. Yeah, the kids act PTSD. bad, Daddy. Yeah. Daddy's gonna give a grenade and tell you to blow up a tank. <laughs> so it's a punishment. Yeah. So I'm watching this movie, and I'll tell you, I'll give Disney a lot of credit here. They did not skimp. They really, um, they made this a movie like we're gonna take full this full on production yeah. value. Full on production. Yeah. You've got um, huge production value, but also behind the camera too. You, Kenneth Branagh directed it. Chris White's wrote it. Mm. Um, you've got. Uh, some decent acting in there and uh, Hillary Bonham Carter is is definitely um, full on kind of not full on but she's definitely kind of like that cra- the crazy fairy godmother and then uh, um, and you've got uh, Kate Blanchett as the I love her. wicked stepmother Ooh, and, and the, here's the thing about it too and this is what I was really happy to see is like she clearly enjoyed this role. Right. Like she is like, she played it very wicked, <laughs> wickedy, and, uh, but <laughs> also campy. And uh, one of the things the movie tried to do is kind of give each character a little more depth. And it's, it's sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't. <laughs> the thing about this movie is it didn't do anything wrong, but it's certainly not going to surprise you <laughs> any, at any time. You know, there's no, uh, I remember uh, I was looking at IMDb. Uh, just in the movie and then like you know how like uh, people review the movie underneath and one of them said spoiler warning like really <laughs> Cinderella has a spoiler warning on it what happens yeah, there's well, a glass slipper yeah. what happens at midnight what happens so it was um, it, it, it was a it was a good kids movie um, I, I guess it's honestly I was a little bored just because of the nature of what it was it was just basically a, re- a big lavish live action retelling uh, it wasn't like Maleficent where it kind of told the story from, uh, like, you know, the villain's perspective. This was pretty much Very scene by scene, straightforward. Yeah. This is a live action telling of the Cinderella yep. story, but based on the animated classic that Disney did. So. Oh, so, let me ask you was this. there a lot of bippity boppity booing? It was, yeah, there was, de- <laughs> there was some What's references. the live action version of yeah, bippity boppity boo? There, there were some references to bippiting and booing. Uh, like you've got the CG mice, you've got a lot of that. Really? Yeah, CG yeah. mice? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you know, you've got like the animals when they turn into the coachman and the footman and all that stuff. You have mm-hmm. that just in a live action version. Is, is this, let me ask you this because I'm, I'm just looking at Kenneth Branagh's directing. Yes. Uh, list and he's done so I mean obviously he's done a lot of Shakespeare but then you know he's got this film he's got Thor he's got Jack Ryan so oh, I didn't know he directed that yeah it's, it's it's Jack Ryan shadow recruit you know and so this- Kenneth Branagh is a very varied and wide, wide and varied director who has actually been around for longer than you think oh yeah he, he I mean he directed Henry V dead again which was like a really fascinating movie about karma and all this stuff mm. and past lives past mm-hmm. lives so when you look at this and kind of what you're saying my my question is it seems like he's 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 skilled at um getting the genre correct yes no question because I love Thor mm-hmm. and when I saw he yep. directed I was like what yeah he he's definitely he gets especially when you have a guy who pretty much his bread and butter was Shakespeare mm-hmm. right. coming up. And then you have basically what well, you have a fairy tale period piece. So you have all that big, lavish, epic production design mm-hmm. and, and costumes and scale. And uh, so he was actually a good choice for this movie. Now, I will recommend to people go back and watch his old movies. Like when he first came uh, on the scene with Henry V. It's an amazing film. And also, people forget, too, he's an actor, too. I mean, Great. he yeah, starred yeah. in that movie, as well as directing it. And it's absolutely fantastic. Well, same with Dead Again, too. Like, that was this, he plays an American, like, I remember I saw that when Dead Again came out, I didn't know he was English. Right. <laughs> you know? And, and you know, because a lot of times, you know, they, they- That was like his big follow-up from Shakespeare. And it was a very, it was a little, it was a little rocky, like, going from Henry mm-hmm. V to uh, Dead Again. Right. Although I will say there is a great cameo by Robin Williams in that movie. Oh, really? Check out mm-hmm. that again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Robin Williams is in that. And also, 
you know, it was one of those things, and you still see this, you know, they, they always, they, Hollywood loves to hire a lot of Brits, and sometimes it's so obvious. I mean, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler made fun of this in the Golden Globes, how they always do that hard R. They over yes. R things <laughs> when they're playing their American accent, <laughs> you know? I saw Hugh Grant in a movie once trying to play American. It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. he cannot... Not everyone can pull it off. No, <laughs> he could not pull it off to save his life. Like, I bet if I had, like, put a loaded pistol to his head and was like, hard R, he'd be like, ah! <laughs> ah! Oh, no! My life is over. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> so, so this movie, it, it's definitely like I said. It's um, what I really liked about it was the attention to detail and the fact that no one walked through it. You could tell that everyone wanted to make this kind of cool and mm-hmm. interesting, and um, a, as almost like a, a homage to the source material, which not only the classic fairy tale but also the animated mm-hmm. um, um, Disney film. Now, there was a couple interesting costume choices. The um, men were in um, ballet pants. So uh, <laughs> there was a lot of bulging throughout the Really? Uh, the film, was, uh, I like, heard that they were they were meant they were forced to wear these crazy jock strap things really? because to prevent the bulging. <laughs> well, you know what that, because it's that ha- a kids movie. You know what happens when that happens? You have a larger bulge after that because you're shoving all this extra clothing. That, but it's it was like a weird thing because it was almost like distracting. Like all these great lavish costumes. A lot of junk. And, there was know, a lot of junk in your face. Like, Wait, because the camera kind of, kind of lingered on. Oh, okay. Weird, yeah, Kenny, what do you weird, got going on? Yeah, okay. yeah. A couple weird scenes like He's that. Like, like Isn't I don't it know beautiful? if there was some mm. kind of. I'd love to see the internal dialogue. Uh, uh, you know, the internal studio dialogue of, the, of those shots. And like, well, can we just CG the bulges out or something? No, it's fine. Just leave it. And then they, secretly, there's another one that goes, CG, make all the bulges bigger. Uh, in a, in a computer graphics. No, I did hear an interview with the, the boy who pays, plays the prince mm-hmm. saying that he had to stand in a room full of Disney executives wearing like four versions of like <laughs> jock strap plus spandex, two jock straps plus two layers of spandex. Like they had to go through all these configurations and he's like just modeling in this room for these Disney guests. They're all looking at like, his job. Yeah. And what's How odd, much junk is too much junk here? What's, what's odd after hearing that story is what they actually went with in the movie. Like I'm sure there was a better version of those. Oh. So. Uh, but the, how weird is that? It was Very a, it weird. It was a little weird. Like you know, just uh, how about you know, art pantaloons? <laughs> find something else. Uh, yeah. But it didn't have to be ballet. Ballet pants, pants is pretty aggressive. Yeah. How about yeah. slacks? Yeah, slacks would be good. <laughs> slacks would be good. Yeah. Dockers. They had um, slacks back then, right? So me think. Me thinks. <laughs> so I, <laughs> me thinks. Me Adult thinks had dockers. <laughs> Casual business wear. Now, I, I do like the direction that Disney is going with um, remaking some of these live action films. I hope they start to get away from the animated fairy tales. I know we're going to get Beauty and the Beast next, a live mm-hmm. action version. There's probably going to be a Snow White somewhere in development. I'm sure that will come out too. Yeah. But concentrate on some of the classics and redo some of those. Like, I'd like to see a, an updated Treasure Island or an mm. updated uh, that's Family Robinson cool. or a. Um, uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, and that's so interesting that you say that because it's all like things that boys would like versus things girls would like. What would you like to see? <laughs> because I was like Treasure Island. There's no princess in that. I mean, come on. But it is interesting that all the ones that are making remakes are like girl tailored. They're all girl stories. They're all yes. girl stories, mm-hmm. like Sleeping Beauty, Snow White. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see how if you were a boy, you'd be like, "Come on, yeah. what about me, man? Yeah. Someone better have a car or a gun." Yeah. <laughs> Twenty thousand. Something's in the sea. Let's do this. Yeah, come on, giant squids. Let's I love go. that. I love that movie. It's great. You're a little it's boy. Yeah, I have a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Treasure Island was so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, little boy fighting so, squids. Yep. So that's uh, anyway. Well, that's um, it's like I said, Cinderella. It's not a bad movie. It just it, don't look for it to surprise you or any retelling okay. of the tale. It is really a classic retelling of the story, and um, kids will definitely enjoy it. A mm. uh, girl, kids. <laughs> my, my son was a little bored. Of course. <laughs> um, so, all right, let's get into this. And now. bomb children. We'll also and like b- <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so because Take your drones to this movie. Great, great drone film, guys. Um, uh, so, 
All right, so there's not much in the theaters right now, so that's no, why. Uh-uh. So, so Helen, you saw, mm-hmm. went back and revisited our a classic, a classic Lori Petty vehicle, Tank Girl. Mm-hmm. Let's. I saw that it had popped up on Netflix, and I was like, ooh. Hell yeah! I got a little bit of a lady bone. A lady boner. I'm <laughs> lady bone. <laughs> little lady bone. All right. Because when was the last time you saw Tank Girl? 1995. Yeah. When it came yeah, out. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Or yeah. and it's one of those things you're flipping through the channels and you go, Tank what? At two in the morning in some hotel room, like it's on some weird channel. Mm, she likes tanks. 1995. Uh, Lori Petty and of course Ice T. <laughs> uh, Naomi Watts is in it. Um, based on the British cult comic strip. Our tank riding anti-hero fights a mega corporation which controls the world's water supply. <laughs> Does it hold up, Helen? <laughs> I, I'm sad to report, no. <laughs> it doesn't hold up. Because it's a future, right? It's, I, it's but weird. I remember watching it when I was in high school. And, wait, was I in high school? Yeah, I was in high school and thinking, oh my God, she's the coolest chick ever. And she's like so badass and she doesn't care. And she like kicks boys in the crotch and they double over. Because apparently that hurts. And I remember thinking, what a badass. And then I recently watched it. And that was probably the first time I had seen it since I saw it in high school. And I was like, no, it doesn't. It's like the bad guys are too, everything's too one note. Like the hot guy's too hot, the bad guy's too bad. She's too like, hey, I'm really different and funky and weird. There's too much of that. That was her bread and butter, though. That was every every part she was in. I mean, of course, I, I love her in uh, Point Brank as the <laughs> surfer. Uh, she's great in that. Um, but anyway, so what... I barely remember. Lori so Petty. God, whatever happened to her? She's she lives in Venice. Does she's she an artist. Really? Yeah, I see her around Venice. You all the do? Time. Oh yeah, she just she paints. And she doesn't act anymore. No way. She Does just she paint is tanks? like. I think I hope. <laughs> I hope she's just all she's Great. doing is painting. painting stuff from her old movie. Yeah, tanks and um, uh, so. Because this, ta- if I remember, it takes place in the future. In the future, it's a dystopian future, mm. and it's sort of Mad Maxy. Everything's dry. There's no water, and this evil corporation, the wa- Water and Power wa- Department, <laughs> they they control all the water. And then this, it's this Lori Petty is part of this gang of rebels that that dip their own water. Like they, oh yeah, they they're on a water water stealing program, and they're badasses in the desert. And then uh, the so, corporation comes and gets them. But it's not. It's not a. It's not, it's not really a comedy. It has comedic moments. Yeah, it's not a comedy. It's supposed to be like an action drama that has a sense of humor to it. Yeah, a little a, like a like a funny moment. Not even a lot of funny moments. I would say like a, like a small sprinkling, like a, a small dash of funny moments. But it's supposed to be an action film, like a like a thriller, I guess. Because there's this bad guy and he's very very bad and he's super scary. It's Malcolm. Is it Malcolm yep. McDowell? Yeah, yeah Mac, Malcolm McDowell. And Ice T is part of the ragtag group of yeah. post apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, I didn't watch the whole way through what? because I was like, "Oh, Tank Girl!" I was a little sad that you were you were expecting this to be like this would be great. Thrown away, yeah, like taken back to my high school days, being like, "Oh my god, Larry Petty, yeah!" And then I just couldn't make it through. <laughs> and I was surprised. Um, Naomi Watts plays her mousy little sidekick, and I was like, "That's oh, wow. Naomi Watts." Yeah, you've got um, you've got Ann Cusack, you've got Iggy Pop in this. Of course, Iggy Pop is in it, and of course James Hong, who's he's been the bad guy <laughs> in on, everything on at least once a season on Hawaii Five O. <laughs> Mister Garrett, this is a respectable <laughs> business, like every. <laughs> <laughs> that's every show. That's know? every yeah. That's everything he's ever done. Is, uh, this is a respectable business, uh, Mister McGarrett. All right, so dang, I was so fired up to go Tank revisit Girl. Tank Girl, but you're telling me mm. hashtag leave it, it is kind of like a fun for a minute. It's like oh my youth, my childhood. Yeah, there's definitely a little nostalgia, but then five minutes in, you're like, mm, all right, this is an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah, the director. Yeah, I checked her IMDb. She has done since then just all TV. She's just done a bunch of TV shows. Oh, that's interesting. It was a female director. That's yeah. that's cool. Yeah. 
So we uh, we also saw Predestination, and we are going to get into this in the spoiler app, but we will say, like Tom Merritt said yes, uh, in the last episode, it's it's a really good, mind-bendy sci-fi thriller. Ah. It's it's Yeah, I, I really liked it. It's available. I rented it through iTunes, I think, for, I don't know, five bucks. Oh, the, yeah, it was five bucks on Time Warner Cable. The high-def yeah. version, mm-hmm. which that was cool. Especially like this time of year, if there's not a lot in theaters, it's really right, cool. You can to catch up on these movies. Catch up on these movies that this didn't get a theatrical release at all. Oh, I, maybe in the states, but um, I don't think it got one lick of promotion. No, not at all. <laughs> Literally, we found out about it from our fans, mm-hmm. letting us know that uh, this Australian um, film is coming. It's I, on demand. Check it out. They did it. The the, the Spierig brothers, uh, Michael and Peter Spierig, directed this, and they also wrote it. Um, and I, you know. The thing that was cool about it, it's an Australian movie. It's Australian money. They shot it in Australia, but it takes place mainly in New York. New York, yeah. And they did a good job with that. I was looking very hard. I didn't hear one Australian accent in the film. Uh Uh-uh. Wow. And like the the bar that a fair amount is, I was was looking around that bar closely Mm -hmm. for like a boomerang. Yeah, or a a Joey. Like a cricket team, (laughs) something like that. You know what I mean? Like a Joey. I was like, they, I want to make sure they got that part right. And they did a really good job. A koala climbing something, the wall. Something, yeah. something is an Aussie Rules football banner, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The North Melbourne kangaroos or something. Somebody's like, looking out the window and sees the opera house. Yes, something, yeah. There's some shot of something like that. They're on the wrong side of the road or anything. (laughs) Um, But no, they did a really good job. And um, we'll get into it in the spoiler app. You know, as I I love time travel. And this movie does a great job Mm. of good time travel movies. Ask really great questions and answer them in a really interesting way. And that's Mm. what I thought this movie did. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did. I mean, I enjoyed it as well. It, it, one of the things I liked about it, too, is it really felt like the type of science fiction film, like, it felt like a festival science fiction film. Like, mm. you go to a film festival, and this is the kind of sci-fi you see there, because it's not a big studio movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a giant budget. It doesn't have these giant, huge set pieces with spaceships and robots mm-hmm. running around. Um, it's a science fiction movie. Time travel, make no mistake about it, but yeah. it's one of those really cool, indie, low-budge um small in production but big in ideas that kind of movie yeah and that's really what it feels like like primer it's exactly right exactly like i mean this movie did really well last year at south by southwest Mm -hmm. um and i think you you bring up an interesting point because had this movie if they would have had a bigger budget and spent more on the technology of the time travel i think that would have gotten the way of this and the big if you had like more sweeping set pieces and explosions and things like that i think it, i agree it would have taken away. away from the uh small scale scope of this basically a smaller story told against a larger backdrop mm-hmm. so no, i agree i really i i really loved it and i can't i i if you guys anyone out there listening you know, check it out. Check it out because these cool. We and we love talking about cool movies like this because if we can help a film like this get a little traction, it, it, yes. it it's good. And it, these filmmakers are interesting. Ethan Hawke does a great mm-hmm. job. And um, is he in it? Yeah, yeah. yeah he stars oh, in it. Oh wow! Yeah. And Sarah Snook is does an amazing. God, job. she's good. She mm-hmm. has to play a bunch of different kind characters. Of characters basically, and uh, uh, and 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 no, and they never look the same. They never look the same. They never act the same. It's an amazing. She plays role. a dude in half of it, right? Is that a big spoiler that I just? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoiler. Mark no, down the no. time code. <laughs> I don't think so because that's the, that was in the trailer. Oh, all right. That then was in no. the trailer, if it's in the trailer, then no. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's a. Tra- I don't think that's a spoiler. All right, done. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> Go back in time. <laughs> Fix it. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it was really cool, and 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 you guys check it out. You can rent the low def version for four bucks. I think high def is Look five. Up, spend the other buck and get the get high the high def. def. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was worth it. I mean, I I did the whole thing last night. I rented it. I turned the lights out mm-hmm. in in my apartment and just watched it. And it, it's really it's scary. It's really scary. Well, not scary, but it's 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 cinematically they do a lot. The frames are 
are beautiful. It's it's mm. the shot composition is it amazing. It hooks you in. You want to like mm-hmm. keep watching. Like how is this going? And there's times but, in yeah. the beginning where it's, the pace is a little slow, but I never. And you also don't know what's going on. That's deliberate at the beginning. Like mm. how's this all gonna piece yeah. together? And it's weird. And mm-hmm. but it's so it, it keeps you intrigued. It kept me intrigued at yeah, least. Like the too. slow pace in the beginning, I was like, oh, all right. Well, I'm sold with I'm sold with the Ethan Hawke Hawk bit because he's just so good. He is. He is Who fantastic. knew that he's he's become like this great sci-fi anchor dude, you know? Like he was just so good in um what was that vampire movie he was in that was so great? Oh, um It, it was the these guys directed Night something. Oh, you're talking about Daywalkers. Uh, Daywalker. Daywalker. Daybreakers. 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 did it again. Yeah, yeah. Daybreakers. Daybreakers. Well, these guys directed it. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. Oh, I definitely will see it. I loved Daybreakers. Yeah, then, I figured out why we keep saying Daywalker. That was the name that they gave uh Blade. Blade, yeah. yeah. Blade was a day walker. He could walk and be in both worlds. Um, so yeah, Daybreakers, it's the same people that that uh, directed this, the, oh, the cool. Spear Brothers. So if you like Ethan Hawke and like what these guys have done, it's it's and you like time travel. And, mm. and Sarah Smith, man. Fantastic. Sold. Uh, we actually have a sponsor for this episode. Oh, we snap. That, uh, this episode is brought to you by audible.com. And we're excited to have Audible back as a sponsor because what it means, too, is like you guys get some free stuff. If you guys sign up, uh, you can get a free audiobook. You can go to audiblepodcast.com and slash CFN. Now, we're also going to have a, um, a link from our homepage, too. So you can sure. just go to our homepage and click right to that landing page. You can get a free audiobook of your choice with a, uh, a sign-up. I believe it's 30 days. 30-day trial. Yes, 30-day trial. Free audiobook, 30-day trial by signing up audiblepodcast.com slash cfn now i want to talk to you guys about audible a little bit because what i really like is that they keep expanding um their selections like you could get the audiobooks of like american sniper right now Mm -hmm. uh, unbroken Mm -hmm. and gone girl and sometimes they're read by the author and sometimes they're not like there's an amazing book called ready player one that's like uh it's a science fiction book but it also is a retro book and it's for people who grew up in the 80s so it's all references to like asteroids and war games and like all, uh-huh. all the stuff we grew up with and will wheaton reads it <gasps> so that's like wow yeah, that that's is so cool perfect. so um to me i mean part of it is for me why i like um Helen's getting a phone call. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I that I like about um, this uh, about it's not just the books on tape; it's who they cast to read is sort of part of the whole process because it's not yes. just it's not just getting a book on tape. I kind of feel like I'm I'm getting a like a bigger performance, right? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what I like about this. In fact, they've taken it one step further. Neil Gaiman now is producing audiobooks. Like there's a whole Neil Gaiman section at wow. Audible right now where he picks a book that he didn't write uh, and he picks who he wants to read it. So he's actually producing the audio versions of these books. In fact, some of them where it's a, just a narrator that reads the book and other ones are actual like full cast, like Felicia Day. And uh, you've got like five or six um, actors that are actually reading this. One oh, wow. Book. It's like a radio play. Yeah, it's like a ra- ex- exactly. That's so, awesome. That, yeah. that really takes cool. the audio book so to the yeah. next level. Right. Um, and so, guy, and, and the thing is, man, it's free. If you get a free audio book for 30 days, if you go to uh, audiblepodcast.com slash CFN. So it's a free audio book and 30 day trial today by signing up. And um, w- one of the things we want to also mention before we. Um, uh, finish this ad read is that uh, a lot of people ask like well how can we support the show and this is actually one of the ways you can support the show like you know um, support the advertisers that actually advertise on the show because that's a great way to um, help the show as well it's not just listening to that if you actually go to audible and sign up that that helps the show right because when you use these coupon codes guys that's how it's they all track. tracked they it's all, all tracked they track everything so if they're spending money on this show for ad reads and you guys are it's stuff you actually want and to get and this is like you know you get a free audiobook at the very least just go get a free audiobook it doesn't cost you anything no and, and you can try out the service try out the service and use our coupon code that's a that's a literally a free way for you to help the show yes so we really appreciate it guys so remember it's audiblepodcast.com slash cfn and we'd like to thank audible for sponsoring this podcast and amazon company boom um so let's get into now we're talking about all this sci-fi stuff so helen 
That's sort of your favorite genre. Yeah, it's my favorite genre. But it's, but the older stuff, you know, right. like Blade Runner. Yes. Oh. Alien. So everything they're going to make a sequel to. Terminator. <laughs> Terminators one through yep, one. three. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're all all new versions are coming out. Yeah. I, I want to ask you this about Blade Runner because we've talked about it a little bit on the show. It's been a while, but how many versions now? Eight. They have. Blade Runner. What do you mean? <laughs> the, the different uh, Blade Runner. It's like the original cut, director's cut, sure. yeah. like remixed, <laughs> and the voiceover, non-voiceover. Well, just as a general, the, do you do you have a preference in terms of of uh, the Decker voiceover with or without the film? Like, do you like? Does it matter? No, I don't like the voiceover at all. Really? Yeah. Why? I I think I like the director's cut without the voiceover because I think the voiceover is says a lot of really obvious things. Like, I get it. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not a dummy. I don't need you to explain this to me, Deckert. <laughs> <laughs> is Deckert a replicant? I think so. Yes, he is. Right? Yeah. He they, has um, to be. At least Scott, actually, he came out finally in an interview and said, yeah, he is. And they leave little clues throughout the film. Like, they say how many um, of them got loose. It was four, but they only catch three. Like there was little things in the movie like that that uh, kind of points to it. Although what's weird is like they're making a sequel and Harrison Ford's going to play Deckard again. So he I don't is. Know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel thing. about that. Yeah, I don't know if they would have aged. You know, if he was a rep. So I don't know how they're going to handle that. I don't know how I feel about that. They're going to retcon it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like no, he really wasn't. <laughs> but what? What other? Like what other? Uh, I mean, I, the now of the Alien movies, um, what's your favorite? The first one. The very first one. Yeah. I mean, the second one's a good, good runner-up, but they're so different. They're two different films. They're completely different films, and you can tell the flavor of you know that the director of each film brings to it. You've got it. You've got um, like that second one is very James Cameron. In the middle is sci-fi. The first one goes sci-fi hard. The second one goes sci-fi action. Mm -hmm. That's really what what. Yeah, and sci-fi anchors it, but you're right. They're two. Well, you can also. It's, of it's a great. It's what we're talking a little bit. What we're talking about with predestination. That it's it's like the first Alien was a little lower budget, right? So they they you know, and like you said, it was more horror. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the second one was like, okay, big budget. Yeah, guns, explosions, yeah. the whole nine. Yeah. Cameron did the same thing with Terminator. It was uh you know it was a much lower budget and smaller movie than Terminator Two. Yeah. Just blew up. Yeah. And I love both, but for different... It depends on what mood I am. I, mm-hmm. But I like to go a little more... I, I think I'm more like pure sci-fi, so... Sure. I like that first What one. are some of the other... Sometimes you're feeling point break. Sometimes you're feeling tank girl. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always feeling point break. <laughs> Either way, there's a big tub of popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> the what, are there any... Is there any, like, newer sci-fi that's come out for you that you, that you actually did sort of resonate with? The newer sci-fi is is less in the films and more in the TV stuff okay. that's been coming out. Like, I just watched this crazy sci-fi series that's on Netflix right now. It's a British, mm-hmm. it's a BBC production, I think, called Black Mirror. And it's like the twilight zone for modern technology. So it talks a lot about, like, you know, technology that's embedded in your skin and things like that. And... Oh, it's deliciously dark. It's so dark. Oh, it's good. So do you it's like for more of a dark dystopian type future? I th- I guess so, cuz that's sort it's of always more interesting. Yeah, it is always. I mean, who wants a freaking happy future? That's not going to happen. Look at the world now. Like we really think we're we know which way we're going. We really think we're going to turn this ship around now. No, it's just going dark, bleak all the way. So yeah, I guess I do resonate with that dystopian future. What what sci-fi story, um, be be it film, book, whatever, would you like to see either made or remade today? Um, let's see. Dark Crystal? <laughs> <laughs> Krull? <What Yeah>. <laughs> I loved Krull. <laughs> you want to see Krull. Liam Neeson? Watch Krull. Watch Krull. Krull is pretty good. What's the one that... Um, I have a certain set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> Back in Krull days. Yeah, yeah. Krull days. Taking Krull taken? Yes, yes. <laughs> I can make cottages. <laughs> What was the one with Dennis Quaid where he gets strained? They're in like some intergalactic. Oh, Jr. plays the alien. Yes. What was that Enemy, one? Enemy Mind. Yes. Enemy Mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, my 
my god, I feel like they should remake Here, that here's one. Here's one I would love to see remade: Last Starfighter. That was a really good. That is a good one. Yeah, I that's say, a either juicy one, one of those. They both came out in the same era. Roughly. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Enemy Mine. Oh, I want to look Enemy. Enemy Mine. Mine. That's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, because Louis Gossett Jr. was doing some weird, you know, yeah. alien voice, which was. And it's and they both go. It was like, like a Romeo go, and Juliet yeah. romance with aliens. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. <laughs> and they're the only two people in the movie. I mean, it's right. so good. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, Dennis Quaid is just giving it his all. I mean, mm-hmm. he is, like, not holding back. It's 1985. Uh, it was directed by Wolfgang Peterson. Wow. wow. I didn't know that. Das Boot. Das Boot, <laughs> who did Troy, who did The NeverEnding Story, The Perfect Storm, and Enemy Mine, ladies uh. and <laughs> That's a, you know what? That's a really good Isn't idea. Isn't that a good one? That's a really good idea. And and just have him replay, because he's still in good shape, Dennis mm-hmm. Quaid. Mm-hmm. What if they remade Repo Man? What would that look like? Mm. I feel like it would go the way of RoboCop. <laughs> I think you're right. Right? <laughs> like, it just would be, oh, they've yeah. completely taken the soul out of it. The more I think about this, back to Enemy Mind, the more I... I, I agree that that should be remade. How much did you love Enemy Mine? But it is very dated now. It's dated, but you if you if you updated it correctly, because the themes in it they're 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 battling each other, but then they have to work together. Exactly. So there is all this sort of race issue yep. stuff that you know. Yeah. If you if you had a great screenwriter handle that today, you could do that great thing about science fiction, like really. All of the issues we're facing in America and around the world with race and Very religion current. and all yeah. this stuff, you could make it so like Yeah. So powerful. I yeah. Think. Enemy mind, good choice. Thank you. Ooh, Thank nice you. work. It's an oldie and a goodie. <laughs> nice work, Helen. <laughs> way to go. Your geek is showing. Way to, way to nerd it out. Nice nerd. Nice nerd move. Um all go right. to DVDs? Let's go to DVDs. Um, Annie, I don't know anyone who saw this or wanted to see it. Mm-mm. And uh, one of the, but even just from the trailer, the whole kind of um, concept of remaking this film was unbelievably flawed. And you could tell the people that made this film had no idea or understanding of the original material. And since my daughter played Annie in the play, I actually got a new... Um, appreciation for the play i never really liked it that much Mm -hmm. until i actually really got into it and i realized the biggest flaw with the remake of this film is that annie the whole point of this of the play and also of the original film is that is the setting you have um a certain snapshot of time um in american history where you've Mm -hmm. got a lot of people really struggling to survive and you've got kids in orphanage and you've got you know um, the depression, the shadow of the depression on right. this story in this film. And if you take that out, you've pretty much gutted the whole point of the play and the, uh, you know, and the film. This is, um, the setting was just as much a part of this story as any of the uh, characters. So right. when you take that half of it out, well, now the soul of this entire project right. is gone. Right. So, But this um, is the director that did Fired Up and Easy A. Oh, well, there you go. So he really, I'm sure he got the source material. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. on board with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Penguins of Madagascar. Uh, we, it's an interesting um, list. Exodus, Gods and Kings, Top 5, and Song of the Sea. That is, there's there's wow. something for everyone there. I am very excited to see Song of the Sea. Now I could finally see this film. Um, because what? it was the uh, one of the animated nominations for Best Picture. Okay. So, and right. it's also the same filmmakers that did um, Book of Kells. So it's got a very oh, specific yep. style to it. Yep. It's like it's kind of mixed media a little bit. It's where not got, Disney. No, it's not Disney. You've got the 2D animation, but you also have kind of like the effects that kind of go with it. Yeah. Um, so it looks really beautiful well, and interesting. Finally releasing Pop-up some bookie. Of the- yeah. <laughs> 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 it's good that they're releasing some of these Oscar films finally so everybody can get a chance to see them. Yes. Um all right, and then coming out this week, Diver- uh, Divergent Insurgent. Divergent Insurgent. <laughs> the next one's going to be called Detergent. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> it's squeaky clean. It's time to clean up the bad guys. Divergent Insurgent Detergent. Divergent Insurgent Retergent. <laughs> yes. I hope there's, these are all products that they're um, selling. Now, I did see the first film, and it was unbelievably boring. You have these uh, decent actors and actresses trying their 
best to make unbelievably boring material um, oh. compelling. They failed. Uh, uh, it, it was one of those. Uh, that's it, that's disappointing. Kate Winslet, she's one of the best. And Shailene Woodley, they all. Yeah. Again, and nope, even, super um, boring. Uh, this yeah. is a film I will watch on an international flight when I'm ready to go to sleep. Yes, and it will serve its purpose. <laughs> Um, and very little happens through most of the film. And you're watching this and like, okay, um, basically, yeah, the tagline is we want Hunger Games money. That's really the only reason these movies exist. And if you can even go back to like, you know, uh, this young adult dystopian future is rather large in young adult novels right now as right. well. So there's a million of these type of stories. So it's just yeah. a matter of which one gets bought, which one gets made. And um, a lot of them are a little interchangeable. Uh, like, was this, uh, oh, did I just see Maze Runner? No, I saw Divergent and Turgent. So, <laughs> is it the same? Yeah. No, is it, what's, the, what's the difference? No, it was, Maze, Ma- yeah. it was Maze Runner Detergent. Yeah, Maze Runner Detergent. What's the difference? So, uh, <laughs> it bubbles. It yeah. does. It bubbles when you run the maze. I'm still it's, angry about Maze Runner. Oh, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> I warned you, brother. Uh, you were right. I, I you warned right. you so hard. That one had a great trailer, though. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah. I saw the trailer and I was like, ooh. And a great premise. Yeah. This was, yeah, it was like Cube meets Labyrinth. Yes. Oh, ooh, I just got a lady boner See? thinking about that. <laughs> Cube meets Labyrinth. Yes. <laughs> Nerding out over here. So now here's the next uh, movie out, The Gunman, which I have a feeling. The Gunman are, Funman. Yeah. I am really kind of looking forward to watching. Um, uh, if Sean Penn Sean wasn't Penn, in this, I would have no yeah. business even thinking about it. But now I want to. I got to see him. I want to see. It's clearly him. a Liam Neeson vehicle. That's yes. all it is. That, it's the same people that, that did they Taken. Just swapped out. I want literally the Taken people went. All right. Liam's on take. Who else can we get to be the yeah. new take? Another take. This taken. is the script for Taken Four. We can't call it that. Let's just search and replace. <laughs> yeah. Get another actor. Liam's busy fighting Ed Harris's kid. Yeah. I so. really, yeah, I really want to see Sean Penn enthusiastically mumble through a film. <laughs> I, oh my goodness. So I, I yeah, I want to see this movie. <laughs> and uh, I think this is a movie I like you know, want to see with several friends yes. and yell out at the screen and say dumb things like gunmen. <laughs> like every time he shoots, someone go, the gunman. I got a certain set of skills. <laughs> uh, I, just, yeah, I just came off an airplane yeah. and I don't know what's going away. I was I? so upside down in my house because I spent three years in Haiti. So I got to do this film. <laughs> So, I went through a divorce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> clean me out. Pretty uh, much clean yeah, me out. Not working. Now I'm dating Charlize Theron. Man, yeah. she's expensive. She's expensive, <laughs> and uh, I can't. I can't. I got to be on a set so I don't keep watching House of Cards advertisements. <laughs> 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 I'm dating Charlize. I, I, she's expensive. <laughs> I think three out Seriously. of those five could be real quotes. I don't think anything. <laughs> I think five or five. <laughs> Could be all of them. Could be. I didn't know they were dating. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, he adopted her kid and everything. Really? Before they dated? Or after? No. Yeah. Of course not. Why would you do that? Wow. (laughs) Be a little weird. What's something Sean Penn would do, though? (laughs) That's true. That's true. He's Haitian? I'm down. (laughs) I think he is. I think the kid's Haitian. (laughs) Can I save him? Okay. Oh. And the next movie coming out, this is very limited release, Kumiko, The Treasure Hunter. Ooh. Now, this is a very sounds interesting Asian. premise. It, what? It, half, it, it's a, Are you it's, sure? Sounds kind of Asian. You know, the lead is Asian. However, it's an American production okay. uh, mm. about a uh, woman living in Tokyo who comes across a um, old VHS tape of the movie Fargo, <laughs> watches it, and thinks it's a treasure map, and goes and tries to dig up the money. Are you serious? Are you I'm, I'm serious? serious? I thought you were yes. totally, no, completely ju- that, joking. That like when you were like, she finds film. a VHS of Fargo. I was yeah. like, and then a woman comes out of the screen. Yeah. She has really long dark hair. And she goes, hey, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> this, David Zellner directed this. Uh, he did. Uh, this sounds insane. Kid Thing yes. and Goliath. Yeah, this is going to be. The trailer be, is insane. Too. It's either going to be great or horrible. Right. Well, mm-hmm. the premise is very, the very dodgy. Very dodgy. It's definitely out there where it's like it's you're going to either have this execute brilliantly or it's going to fall flat on its face. 
days. Yeah. So does she come to Fargo? Yeah, yeah, she comes to Minnesota, and uh, <laughs> yeah, she uh, and she searches for this um, treasure that she thinks is Rinko underneath uh, the wood chipped bodies. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta hope. Uh, Rinko Kikuchi is the lead, and uh, she sounds Asian. She's, I believe, yes, she she's is definitely Asian. Asian. I think she was in yeah. Forty Seven Ronin and Pacific Rim <laughs> as the Asian. Pretty, pretty yes. Asian. <laughs> pretty, That's pretty a very Asian yeah. resume. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. And uh, Sayonara Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> <laughs> she was in that. And she was also That's in Shanghai. Like, this so she, sounds. I mean, you couldn't. Tiffany's? You couldn't. You couldn't get a more Asiany resume yeah. than that. Well, no, wait a minute. Map of the sounds of Tokyo. She did, I, I, I think. Or Tokyo Serendipity. Are you making these no. up? <laughs> Tokyo Serendipity. That's Tokyo like Ser- another movie with just a word tacked in front of it. Yeah, she was in Mike Yokohama, of course, with no name. She's done a lot of very <laughs> wide. <laughs> oh, just, yeah. she's got a career that I'm trying to get yeah. right now. Samurai detective. What else could she have? Just was like, she in Samurai Detergent? <laughs> was she the in, insurgent detergent yeah, she, of Samurai? Yeah, she was the insurgent detergent of the Samurais. <laughs> Uh, the lost sushi stories. Yeah. A lot of really <laughs> oh my god, that's good. And then there's a gong at the end. It's just, the yeah. movie's yeah. just called Gong. <laughs> she was in that. Yeah, she right. was in Gong. Right. She was. Uh, she co-produced the Kabuki Saga. <laughs> and <laughs> oh. So, now she's stretching her wings with Kumiko. <laughs> Kumiko, the treasure, the treasure hunter. hunter. She's yes. really stretching yeah. far. She's really trying uh, to. Yeah. She's really trying to break that pattern. She is. Kumiko. <laughs> Thank you. She does the, the peace sign photo. Konnichiwa. And treasure hunter. This is her running around with a selfie stick the whole time. <laughs> So check okay. out. Okay. <laughs> so uh, konnichiwa on yeah. that, guys. Check out Kumiko, Kumiko the tre- okay. Treasure Hunter. Uh, right. Now the site spotlight slash fan feedback. I got a nice email from uh, Rich Conroy, who was like, you know, we were trying to find that Herbie the Love Bug TV movie. Yes. Remix. He found it on uh, Wikipedia. You actually have to look it up on Wikipedia. It's uh, We couldn't find it on IMDb. And I forgot about this, too. It was like, it's not available on DVD. You can't find it. Bruce Campbell stars in it. Dana Gould is in it. And I forgot it has an evil car in it. Uh, there's that, They make an evil version of Herbie that like has to race against him. It's like, a, like yeah. a, an evil devil car. <laughs> 1997, mm-hmm. The Love Bug, mm-hmm. directed by Peyton Reed. So it, it's yeah, it's one of those movies. Okay. Good luck yeah, finding it, but but it's it's really like Jeff Garland does a uh, a cameo in it. It's really oh, wow. crazy. If you can catch it somewhere, I don't know where you. This would is the find same it. director that did uh, Bring It On. Um, no way. Yep. He also directed the Upright Citizens Brigade TV show, and yeah. he did he directed Mr. Show. Let me be clear. It's not a bad movie. It's not. It's definitely. It's not like the Lindsay Lohan fully loaded one. It was actually a really nice kind of uh, tribute like Dean Jones makes a cameo in it of to the actual series like from the 60s and uh, and Bruce Campbell does a great job in it and uh, Dana Gould does a great job in it so you, if you can find it check it out but thank you Rich Conroy for finding the Wikipedia entry on it <laughs> you guys are phenomenal detectives yeah. you search down the Bruce Campbell uh-huh. the love bug and uh, <laughs> I want to mention too the horror film It Follows is out uh, right now and Neil thought it was fantastic this is a, there's a review on the site right now and it's a crazy kind of like um, the ring type movie but with sex like uh, it's a curse like if you have sex with someone you pass along that curse and then something eventually follows that person unless you have sex with someone else and uh, it's like that creepy unsettling kind of horror movie Neil thought it was great but then the trick is too like the they figured out all the mythology what if that person dies then the curse works backwards it comes back after you again so um, right so you just have to be really slutty yes and then you'll be fine sex with a lot of people (laughs) Pour yourself around, guys. Yep. And then the, the other thing tip. I want to mention is uh, Neil also did a nice written review of Chappie. And he oh. made a very, very specific points to mention that um, he was one of those few times he agreed 100% with both you and I oh, all right. on the film. And also angry at us for not knowing who uh, D. Antwerd was, the um, the rap uh, rave band that was in the uh, book. And, I got a couple of those on Twitter yeah. and Facebook. And but... I actually looked up, I wanted to see, well, what's the pronunciation? 
properly. And here's the great thing. No one can agree on the exact pronunciation of the American. Like you, you, type, you put it up on YouTube, like uh, a couple things come up and they all sound different. Like it's die antword or the uh, antword, and uh, and in the comment sections, everyone's arguing about the pronunciation. Oh it's fantastic. God. It's like, well, this is the American pronunciation, and then somebody <laughs> comments back. What the fuck are you talking about? What, what American pronunciation? They're South African words. Why would there be a correct American pronunciation? Of this? <laughs> so it's it's great. In fact, it's very entertaining to read the co- the uh, comment thread of how to pronounce uh, die antwerd <laughs> <laughs> or die antwerd. Um, but one of the things I want to mention to the fans, too, we did get a little heat for that. Um, you remember, here are two guys who didn't know how to pronounce the rapper Nas's name. <laughs> so this should not surprise oh. anyone that we did not know. Uh, yeah, these, uh, you guys can't see, but these guys are white. Yeah, yeah we're <laughs> I mean, they are white. Kumiko, white, 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 white. the treasure hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Sayonara, Kumakel. You made a good point, Dewey. He goes, when your kids are older, you'll know who all these bands are. <laughs> like, yeah, I know who Megan Trainer is because of my daughter, but she's 10. So I think as she discovers these bands, I will know who they are. Well, as well. I don't want to know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> How's that sound? Yeah. I want my kids to know who Toshino Mufur- Mufune is. Toshiro Mufune. <laughs> Fuck that name up, too. <laughs> A noble goal a noble for, for goal. the samurai you detective. You yeah. attempted. Samurai you attempted. Detective, <laughs> detective inspective. <laughs> Rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I want to throw another quick response to Chappie here. I was actually talking to uh, JB Updike, who does our uh, ad sales and is a longtime friend. He said to me after Chappie, he goes, I was just listening to the Chappie episode and he goes, he, he, the things we thought about Chappie, the problems with Chappie, he had those problems with, with District 9. He goes, I, I couldn't get on board with District 9 for the same... Because it had a weird rap rave band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly why. So, no, but he just said, like, our, sto- our, you know, like, we thought it was good design, but the story and the characters fell apart. That's what he felt about District interesting. 9. Interesting. Which, which is an interesting mm-hmm. thing. So, uh, obviously, guys, love hearing your feedback on all this and uh, great detective work on the love bug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, send us more of this. We love this. We love these discussions. So, mm-hmm. um, and we love doing the fan feedback and giving you guys uh, shout outs and all that stuff. Um, and check out the site too. There's a lot of great content on the site that you guys can read the uh, the reviews and stuff that and the, we don't talk about necessarily on the podcast sure. or different perspectives on what we talk. You about. You guys can have a die Antwerp off. Yeah, <laughs> and also not die Antwerp. Yeah, <laughs> and the are the message boards. That's. Yeah, here's the deal with the message words. Look, I'm going to be honest with you guys. We've had a lot of trouble with the site God and the message words it. lately. They're all WordPress issues. Um, everything's working. You can log in. It's a little unintuitive right now. Like it kind of bounces you. Like it may not direct you directly to the message boards uh, when you log in. So just if you guys could just be a little more patient as we kind of get all these extra bugs worked out. Now, I will say the cart is on a completely different system. The cart's fine. It's stable. Um, There's nothing wrong with the cart. It's just the WordPress part with the message boards is a little wonky, but it is working. You can log in. You can post. Uh, One of the things I did want to mention, speaking of the cart, is we are now carrying Larry Miller's uh, book. Yeah. And, awesome. uh, and it's actually, um, it's a little expensive because they're hardcover, but they're also very limited. You can't buy them anymore. They're out of print. And we have the only signed copies of them everywhere. Yep. So if you're a Larry Ooh. Miller fan and you want to sign copies book, we're the only place in town that yep. you could get it. Cool. And you also get a free Larry Miller Drinking Society card. With there it. you go. Uh, it was awesome. So uh, that's our show. Helen, where can the fine people find you on the internet? So you got any live shows coming up? I do have a bunch of live shows coming up. Uh, in the greater Los Angeles with, area. With D. Antwerp, right? <laughs> uh, excuse me, it's Die Antwerp. <laughs> D. Antwerp. Maybe it's like a cadence thing, my D. Antwerp. Uh, check it out, HelenHong.com, or you can follow me on all the social media platforms at Funny Helen Hong. Nice. All right. Uh, guys, if you haven't checked her out, please do. She's hilarious. Uh, the show we did last month was great. She's it was funny. great. She's, she's worth following, so... Uh, check all that stuff out um let's see what do i got going on i'm home for a while um working on some top secret stuff some top secret show business uh but i'll just and earbuds 
Anywho, yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> We're working on a I fair know. amount of earbuds. I right got now. food poisoning last week, so I've fallen a little behind on watching footage. <laughs> but the editors and everybody, Chris and everybody's taking care of that. So uh, I'll be watching a lot of footage. Yes. That's what I will be doing. Catching if up. you need me, I'll be in my. There's apartment. some. There's a lot of good stuff coming up too. There's like the Mike Schmidt segments are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, to hear the stuff you should know, guys, talking about doing like a live show because they're not live performers. Mm-hmm. To hear that perspective of like we didn't know what to expect. People like wanted our autographs and wanted to waited for an hour to talk to us after the show. And you know these are you know science TV guys, and now they're being treated like rock stars yeah. after a live show. It was mm. really cool. Um, so there's a lot of really great stuff that we're going to put together and make a movie. Yeah, watching the footage has just been um, has been really cool. Seeing you know some of the stuff with like again all the Mike Schmidt stuff was great. The stuff with the, I've been watching a lot of the stuff from the festival that we shot, yeah, which will make up a good part of Act Three. Um, and hearing the fans' reactions to watching Mike, and also uh, the Sinai stuff, and seeing Sinai and Vanessa and Aaron, I was watching the time all all all, all you guys meeting again. That was yeah. really cool, and um, it's it's interesting watching that footage now with some distance from when it happened. Uh, it, I'm seeing different things and hearing different things and, and seeing, uh, there's just a lot of great stuff. There's just a lot yep. of great stuff. So I'm very so That's ha- one of the reasons it's taking longer. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. there's a lot to sift through. <laughs> well, we should be premiering it at PodFest this year. That's what we're hoping. Absolutely. September 18th through the 20th. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, guys, go LAPodFest.com. Uh, Tickets are available. Hotel room, discount hotel rooms yes. are available. September 18th through the 20th, we're already starting to make uh, offers out to some big shows. And as soon as we get people yep. locked down, we'll start announcing. We'll start announcing who's going to be there. Um, but we can guarantee that the dollop and yes. uh, comedy filmers <laughs> and probably science will all be in the festival. Yes, done um, deal. Uh, I don't ever not funny. Yeah, I can. Th- they're in. Um, we're so having Jackie back too. Jackie's right? back. It'll be good mm. stuff, guys. So check it out. And uh, I think that's it. All right. One thing I wanted to uh, mention to Podcast San Diego, uh, that's March 28th. I will be the closing keynote speaker there. And they've been really cool. They were able to give me a couple of uh, comps to give to you guys to come down. And you guys have been taking um, us up on that offer. Oh, great. But what they also did is now for every Comedy Film Nerds listener, they're giving us a coupon code. You can get half off the uh the entire thing and that's unlimited mm-hmm. so I'll, we'll post that code on the facebook page so if you want to go uh and you know you weren't able to get one of the free ones um we can give you half off and that's unlimited so um you can even get that the day before if you like and boom, still boom. go and still get the half off uh all right cool guys well that's our show thank you so much helen Hall. thank you that was fun yes it was good it was good insurgent detergent it that was we, good insurgent <laughs> detergent really good insurgent detergent today hashtag work it gets out even the toughest stains <laughs> <laughs> it gets out the toughest of boring scripts yeah. <laughs> um all right guys uh thank you for listening and supporting the show uh, don't forget uh, audiblepodcast.com slash CFN for free audiobook and 30-day trial. Um, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first. Replicant. <laughs> Detergent. <laughs>